Hey, I'm Danny Colombo, and this is Ariel Norman, and you are listening to The Blind Leading the Blind. Well, no, it's just... It's just blind, the blind. Leading the Blind. I mean, that's implied, but it's... You're listening to Blind People with Ariel and Danny. We're blind. Yeah. Okay. I'm Danny Palumbo, and this is Ariel... No, we're definitely going to use everything. Oh, you can use every part of that? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm done. That's it. You're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna present. Put, I'm gonna put mine on um, night mode, um, and I'll put it's it night away. Mode. You don't use night mode? Mm-mm. No, it's night. It's mode. essential. Um, night mode is where, first of all, like you can time it so that it comes on at night. Like if you want, if you can make it from like 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. or whatever it is yeah. for you, and then instead of it even because I always have it on vibrate, I never have it on loud and on on not silent but even with the vibration it'll turn the vibrations off so if you're trying to take a nap i put it on night mode or at night i have it on night mode so that because i get woken up at the drop of the hat like any any you know and so also so not only will it not vibrate if it's on night mode um it also won't give you notifications or at least not as many it's kind of schizophrenic but if you're on stage because one time um I was on stage recording my set with the audio and mm-hmm. then someone called me and then it interrupted my recording. Oh, shit. And if it's on night mode, it will not interrupt your recording and it won't be buzzing in your pocket yeah. while you're on stage. So I, leave it on, I leave it on stage and it's tool at all times. Yeah, but even then it might start buzzing and you might True. Get, your recording is lost. I fell into that habit of bringing a phone on stage every time now and I used to never do it. I used I d- to never do it. I used to yeah. be like, I'm fine. Whenever I get the light, I'll get it yeah. and I'll figure it out. Oh, you're looking at the clock when you... Kind you- of, yeah, because now I don't trust myself as much to know mm. if I uh, ramble or... or. True. I just want to know where I'm at because I can plan the rest of my set accordingly Yeah. and I, and I don't want to get off. Uh, I'm, I maybe early. will start doing that because that would be kind of useful. I always yeah. have my phone on stage just in my pocket because that way I can record it. Oh yeah, because if you put it in the back and record it, sometimes yeah, you can't really hear. Stupid. Yeah, I don't. I've never recorded one of my sets. Maybe I should. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think that might be stupid. I think it might be stupid. But I mean, everybody works different ways. Because there's some yeah. people who um, who say that recording makes it worse for them. I don't know why exactly. Huh. And, it, and it's a little crazy making. I mean, I now have you know a thousand recordings on yeah. here and do i don't listen to all of them i used to but i don't listen to all of them but that way they're there and so i try to label them in a useful way so like yeah. oh good riff about you know period blood or whatever it mm. probably is for mm-hmm. me and then i can go back because sometimes you know you say something you're like what oh, something happened yeah. and what was that and if you have the recording mm. yeah 
but if you don't, I don't know what you what you do if you. If I, I, I feel like I have a pretty good memory. Oh yeah, it probably does ruin my. See that that's one argument against it. It's kind of like how we don't remember phone numbers now because oh, yeah. we don't have to. Yeah. If I didn't write down everything or record everything, maybe my brain would just do that just remember that stuff automatically or in the moment when i'm on stage it would just come yeah. out again but i don't trust that so i'm probably gonna get alzheimer's uh. <laughs> i think that's how that plays out right i uh yeah i just never really i have to write something down immediately when i think of it because i've been burned too many times right i've, I've just been burned so many where i'm like son of a bitch and like you know like do you ever think about that Kanye line like i forget better shit than you ever thought of yeah i had a chef i had a, had a chef tell me one time he was like uh, i've forgotten more than you know about cooking danny and i was like Ugh, that yeah. didn't feel good yeah <laughs> we right. shouldn't you know yeah no yeah. one should ever say that stuff yeah. out loud that's yeah. just no, leave no, it no. leave it to kanye but yeah it definitely i'm like yeah man i've forgotten i've forgotten stuff too kanye <laughs> i get it <laughs> <laughs> um, He's so relatable. Though. That's why people like rat. You know, people ask, "Oh, why do all these people who are not doing very well like all this music about getting bitches and having money and all that?" And it's mm-hmm. like, "Well, because we all have that inside of us." Oh yeah, hip hop. Yeah, we want to be monsters. Yeah, we want to be like some sort of like yeah. It's we want to be monsters. Yeah. We're exactly. decent. We're decent now, but if we had any oh, there's sort a monster. Fame, <laughs> if we had some of us, yes. Yeah. Oh, did you that see is the, the goal. Did you see the uh, the CK story? No, it just it came out. It just what came happened? Out. Oh, oh, well, you've been at work, huh? Yeah. So they were so earlier. They said uh, he he canceled uh, his appearance on uh, Colbert and he uh, and also the premiere of I Love You, Daddy, because there was a New York Times article coming out very soon. And uh, I had someone tell me about this oh last week, God. and I totally forgot. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, he's about to get uh, outed pretty bad. And then the article uh, came out today, and it was just basically confirming all the stuff with yeah, and a lot more detail about. Uh, his history of just like ma- masturbating in front of women. It's kind of the Weinstein. That is kind of weird. That's also yep. what Weinstein was doing, right? Is masturbating in front of women. Oh, I mean, one I of the things. Was, yeah, I, th- I, I think so. But yeah, among like, all of off the into a, a plant, but I, I think also like I heard another story where he just went into some chick's room at night, masturbated, and left. Just weird. Like, which is, I mean, also rape though too. I think. I think. Yeah, I think Weinstein's it, actually. Weinstein yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made. He, yeah, he made women do. This was uh, he's just asking. I don't want to. Can say, I jerk off in front of you? Right, like it's one. Like if you, if you're raping someone, obviously it's uh, you know deplorable and awful yeah. and, and the worst thing. And I, yeah. but like I can still. I think we can all kind of understand how someone rapes. But mm-hmm. the masturbating in front of someone, it's it's like the dick pic thing, but just on another level. Where you're like, why does that even? Yeah, that's so like it's such a like like geeky thing like you know what i mean it's not even it's just so it's like yeah how how do you even respect yourself yes as not i don't uh understand uh why it yeah but he definitely has some sort of compulsory right it's like i guess that's what it is it seems like they he wants to humiliate himself to some way that's what it feels like maybe yeah like it is humiliating to jack off do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's not a sexy or cool it's or something powerful. something you do because you're alone. Yeah, like how many uh, comics have yeah, a joke maybe. about it's how you got to hunch over and be like, yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing. It's yeah. humiliating to be seen yeah. as a guy. Guys, like what how what it looks like for y'all to masturbate is humiliating. Yeah. So wanting to do that, like I feel like there's a masochistic yeah. element for these guys. They're they're ugly and powerful. 
you know, just objectively like mm-hmm. unattractive, I should mm-hmm. say. Weinstein's ugly. Louis is like a, just a guy, mm-hmm. you know. And then like the idea, I'm going to do this humiliating thing in front of you and get away with it. Like that must be. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right about the, the masochistic element to it. I, whether or not he knows it or not, it, it is a, a total abuse of power. I don't know if he knows that and, and, and gets off on it, but it sounds like, oh, because there was something that got occurring in like, you know, writers' rooms and stuff, which which was also kind of weird. But he was doing it in like front of multiple people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like six or seven different women <laughs> came forward and said like, oh, and, or, is but it, I mean, or, multiple is people early? at a time. Oh uh, well, two, two, yeah, yeah, two people in uh, at, at the Aspen Comedy Festival, I think, in like 2004, 2005. They were saying, which oh. people have kind of known about for a while, but they didn't know who. And then it came out today who the comics were, and I, I haven't, I don't know who they are. I haven't heard of them, but they, I think they live in LA. They're like a duo. These these two. Um, uh, women comedians and uh, okay, well, yeah, well, yeah, it I, wasn't like a seven-person writer's room. He was masturbating no, no, in the corner. No, no, oh. no, 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 he would invite. That would have been. Yeah, but apparently he just whips it out. I just starts that's jerking off. So sad. Life. Like that just sucks. Why? <laughs> God damn it! Why does Weird everyone dude. have to suck? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, everyone's yeah, everyone's. But that's yeah. That's. I'm just so glad. You know, if he was <laughs> if he was never famous at all or had any success, I wonder if he would. I don't think, he, yeah, I don't think he's that guy and now he's famous. I think he's famous and now he's that guy, yeah. right? Yeah, like maybe. He, maybe. I just, I, I mean, not to the extent, like, obviously, I hope, I'm sure some people still aren't masturbating. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he was masturbating in front of women before he was famous. Now he knows yeah. he can get away with it. And, well, well he yeah, has he could. been, yeah. yeah. That's... <sighs> yeah, I don't, he's sick, he's sick, per- people are sick. Damn it. No one's gonna get away with anything anymore. Yeah, well... It's great. I was thinking about it today. It's just like, yeah, I think people are just going to be good now out of fear. Right. Because <laughs> like, like they'll get caught. Like it used to be, you never get, you get away with so much. Right. Now, now you can't anymore. Now people are going to be forced to be like very contained and very like, you know, because they, they want to still have careers. Yeah. It makes, it makes you wonder if there's a little bit, you know, like when a serial killer starts getting sloppy and it feels like they want to get caught. Yeah. That's men right now. Right. That's men right now. I think because like, you've got to know someone's going to come forward. You can't yeah. think you're that famous and powerful anymore. Like maybe Weinstein could be that old and out of touch, but Louis yeah. had to have known someone was. Well, it was his, with the thing too, that uh, his manager, Dave Becky for Three Arts was was um, you know telling these women basically, hey, if you like want to have a career still, like you'll keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but and, did they uh, really think so? That that's was... like a powerful. That's like a powerful person, like you know. Yeah, well, I guess that's maybe they really did genuinely think like this is going to work forever. Um, so I guess now that's good that people are going to have to learn. Like, nope, it doesn't yeah. matter how powerful you are. Yeah. Someone will eventually blow the whistle on this. So just yeah. don't do it. You can't get away with it. Don't do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, Danny Palumbo, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. I don't... See, this is the thing. You don't thank need you. to watch the news or read the news. Someone will just tell you about it eventually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will read the article, though, now. I do like to um, not just take things from yeah. complete you know, hearsay. Can I, can I turn down the volume a little bit in my headphones? Is that possible? It's a little loud word um hey so you are what's up oh i forgot i was gonna have you record your intro before this time um because i want to start introducing the comics you know for anybody who is listening who doesn't know danny palumbo he's been doing comedy for about seven years say eight now 
about eight, about mm-hmm. eight. You started 2009-ish in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh? Yeah, okay. that's correct. And moved to Austin in 2011? Mm-hmm. Moved to LA last year, 2016? True, true, true. Um, has been, what was the 2015 winner of the Funniest Person in Austin contest? Mm-hmm. Has been on Just for Laughs, New Faces. Mm-hmm. It's been on TV a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're here with us to, to help us figure out what the fuck we're doing. So cool. All right. Um, yeah, because I just didn't want to spend too much time. You know, one of the, I just listened to a podcast Oh, I should probably look at the actual name of it. I listened yeah. to a, a podcast, uh, at least part of it, on the way over here. Um, it's nice to see he's working. Garrett Teitelbaum's, Teitelbaum? Yeah. Uh, his podcast, It's Nice to See He's Working. I think that's a Pittsburgh comic, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so now I know more about you than I did. Um, so. Oh, good. If anybody wants uh, even more information about all this kind of stuff, check out that podcast, It's Nice to See He's Working. You can go to Laughable. So, I mean, I'm not trying to plug them. They're not paying me, but it is cool that you can look up a comic and it shows like most of the podcasts that they've oh, been on. Oh, is that how you so found it? So that's how I found it. Oh, so interesting. I was just like, let me see. And it it, rank, it like puts them in order of most recent to least recent. So I just clicked, that was the most recent one oh, that wow. they had. It's like not everybody has registered their podcasts yet. Sure. Um, I'm a, about to start registering this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's really tight, actually. Oh, that's really cool. So laughable if you want to sponsor the Leading the Blind podcast, I will promote you harder. Otherwise, this will be the last time I mention you. <laughs> um, we have a lot of listeners, okay, who love comedy. Oh, that's you know great. what? You know it's something about all of our listeners. They all love comedy. <laughs> they would have to. Um, so, yeah. Why else would they? Are they here? Why else would they be listening like, to a comedy uh, advice? But, but you know what? Some com- <laughs> some people who don't do comedy who just are like interested in the Austin comedy scene tell me that they listen to this. And I'm that's like, great. That's awesome. Well, that's the beautiful thing about Austin. Yeah. That I I do miss a little bit. It's just that people here uh, really like comedy, and they like it's so us. cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's the greatest thing. I mean that. I mean that means the world to me. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> so you started in Pittsburgh, and uh-huh. you were like. Oh, cool. I like comedy and I'm working my way. Oh, there's nothing to do more here. So I moved to Austin yep, and yeah. you meet all these great people. You came in 2011, right when the scene was like kind of popping off, but still small enough to just make friends with everyone. And yeah, it felt pretty. Um, yeah, it was real easy. I feel like moving here. I didn't, man, it was so cool. And it was the one thing I kind of miss about that experience is like I moved here not knowing uh, anybody. And uh, there was something really exhilarating about that. Just mm-hmm. going to a completely different place. I remember when I told everyone I was moving here, they were like, fuck, like Texas? Like, why? And I was like, oh, they have a real good comedy scene in Austin. I heard I heard about it. Yeah. and I, Which is exactly, I had one very drunk uh, conversation with a friend of mine that has played through Austin a bunch. And, um, and I talked to Brendan Walsh about it. And uh, I was like, man, I'm sold. I'm just going to move there. And yeah. it was very... Uh, um, spontaneous decision and uh, oh, the scene was always um, pretty welcoming mm-hmm. uh, and it was easy to be friends with everybody I think maybe I got a little bit of uh, just like new guy backlash when I first got here which I th- sometimes happens with people you know uh, but I think that it happens in, inside of every every scene yeah. you know it's like oh who's the new guy getting work at, at Cap mm-hmm. you know and um, but you know st- I mean the friends that I made here and uh you know, people, some stayed, some moved away, and it's like, we all stay in touch. I, I feel I feel very much uh, like, oh, I'm like an Austin comedian. Good. You know, like this is the place that like, I don't know. 
My yeah. comedy home. Yeah, and I like that. And I think I hope that um, the people who really did develop here will um, have that as part of their identity. For because sure. I want to, to build up our reputation around the country, which has been building. But it's, yeah, it's like, dude... Austin, as you know, I mean, we mm-hmm. have an incredible amount of stage time in front of good audiences. Yes. And so it, if you want to get good, I think this is the city to do it. I mean, Same. there's a handful of cities who are kind of comparable, but in terms of like, yeah, quality stage time, I st- yeah. Austin might have the most. I agree. 100%. And, yeah. And so it's like, don't, you know, yeah, like this, this city can build people and I hope that they, uh, Appreciate represent yeah. you, know, yeah. you know so anyway and you won the funniest person in austin contest in 2015 mm-hmm. and what can you speak to just like things that you directly got out of that in terms of whatever gatekeepers or people who saw you um sure yeah um so the contest is judged by uh people from just for laughs mm-hmm um, and also uh, Comedy Central people, and then the year I did it also was a um, a manager uh, from. Or I don't think he was a manager yet, but he became one mm-hmm. uh, for the for the um, company uh, Generate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, you know, those people decide well, for semis, which the Comedy Central people were they're like hey you're one of four people that we think is funny and now you're on their radar and then mm-hmm. when it's the jfl people they're like hey you're on their they're on your radar and uh so basically you just get to do a set for those people yeah. which is uh good it's, it can't ever be bad and then if you win um you know you're, you're on their radar even more and, and, and i feel like yeah when i got here i kind of knew oh okay well that, there were some achievable things from austin and i didn't want to leave until i got them and one was uh, JFL and the other was uh, being being I get some, something from television. It wasn't late night, right. and uh, and those two things. Uh, yeah, I got I got those two things from from here, and I felt ready to go. And and, and um, I feel like JFL was uh, the the direct um, result of winning the contest. Although I did do it in 2016 and right. not 2015. The year I won. Yeah, when does JFL happen? It happens in July. So in July. the contest is goes to May. Right. right second week of may so it's kind of like the last stop right they could yeah. technically they could pick someone yeah. from a paa but I, yeah i just wondered if they'd already picked people in the, if they've already picked everyone by then or i think they don't pick until like june okay so, so but they do callbacks and everything like may maybe early june so it's just very but it's like yeah austin's like a, it's like a late stop for those people right that are, okay. that are choosing the contest so um so then they contacted you and said hey can you do year, when, when did they year. ask you uh it was it oh man it was either a day or two days before i left to go back to pennsylvania for the summer because i left austin to go do like a summer of sort of like road work mm-hmm. and then kind of decide whether or not I wanted to move to New York or LA and uh, spend some time with my family. And I found out, yeah, like two days before I, I left, which was cool. So when was that uh, though? So the, the just for us is in um, July, you said July. So you learned when? Ooh, oh uh, yeah. The first week of June in 2016. First. So like, yeah, they yeah. do not give you a ton of time. Huh? They don't No. Um, so I had to make sure I, I had a, 
uh, passport and, and everything. And, and oh, right. Passport. That's a good point. I forgot about because if you don't have an updated passport, yeah. it's in Canada. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, which, you know, Actually, sometimes. My passport might be up next year. I should look into that. It's 10 years. Yes, I think right? it, I think it is 2018 yeah. that my I need to renew, which sucks because now I have yeah. to lose all my stamps, right? Oh, mm. well, yeah, but you just you keep it around. Hey, that's yeah. my old passport. That's a cool thing to say. <laughs> you know, I have lived a life. Yeah, I just you know I just wanted to fill whatever <laughs> one day. Um, okay, so you go to Just for Laughs, yeah. in 2016, mm-hmm. and were you feeling nervous about that? Um. Because it just relapsed, just for listeners who don't know anything about it, yeah. can you kind of describe the opportunity that Just Relapse is? Sure. It is, um, I mean, is it the biggest comedy festival in the world? If, I, if Edinburgh is bigger, then it's the biggest it, one for up-and-coming comics. Sure. If the New Faces yes. is, the, is the industry right. gatekeeper yeah. bonanza. Yeah, so they have, um, so they have New Faces... Uh, proper and they have n- new faces uh, um, uh, unwrapped, which is a new category. And okay. so they now take an extra, which I think they started doing maybe 2011 or something. So now, so now they take an additional new faces group, which is like, you know, the people that book the festival saying, hey, these are the comics that, you know, we think are the next to be like good or like kind of on their on their way right and uh so it's always an honor if you get picked it's a thing that comics want to do um and i don't know at this point i felt like it was just like late i wanted to do it and looking back on it it would have served me a lot better to do it the year that i won uh the contest so now i had a whole another year to kind of wait and at this point i had already kind of um you know, we fit. We we filmed uh, that that thing for uh, Fuse, uh, which was like a, a show that was coming out that no but nobody saw. But it was still like fun and good and got some TV what do, experience. What do you mean by we filmed? Who's uh, oh me and a bunch of uh, other comedians. Uh, we all did it together. Uh, who uh, Caleb Sina was on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Abby was on it. Uh, Troy Walker, Jordan Dahl, Abby Chris Rose Sharpentier. The... Yeah. Oh, Sharpie. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so like a lot of. Um, people that uh oh no like peer group of funny yeah, who, people who, so you know. what i don't even know what fuse is oh yeah it's i don't even i don't think anybody is that a saw network? It. uh yeah, yeah 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 i think it's like fuse tv or pen? something <laughs> is that a vape pen <laughs> uh, that's so funny fuse tv okay oh my fuse, God. so who but who organized this uh jeff singer the booker uh for just for laughs he was like the producer of the whole thing oh well, this is after jfl this is before jfl oh. I, f- I filmed it before jfl and it, and it, and it aired like some time in november and okay I don't I don't think anybody saw it. Some people probably, okay. but it was just a bizarre. What was it called? Uh, Uproarious. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the lineups what... were great. David Borey was on it, I think. I mean, it was just was like it stand good... up or is it a stand up? Yeah. Okay, so it's a bunch of stand up. Bunch of stand up. How stand-up. long of a set were you doing? Uh, oh, I don't know, like maybe five minutes, I think. So it's like five minutes from a bunch of yeah. great comic, great up and coming comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like on paper, I was like, oh, this is cool, and like all these comics are great. But it's like, it's not for any, you know, yeah. if it was for Comedy Central or something, it would have been super dope. Um, but it was for uh, Fuse. Um, so what was my point uh, with that? So you did, uh, oh. okay, you won FBIA and then yeah. you did the Fuse thing. Sure, sure, sure. And then... And then I found out, and then I found out about JFL, like sort of a couple of months after filming that. And, and then, I mean, and then that aired in like November or something. But it was just like, I wanted to ride the momentum of doing the contest 
and then going right to 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 JFL. And I also felt like too because it would have been a much better year for me mm-hmm. to do JFL in 2015 and not 2016. 2016 was a bad year for uh, the unwrapped uh, showcase. Okay. Uh, it, the the write up for it was basically. Um, the comics deserved better. And that was the consensus. I didn't, I mean, there was nothing. I just do my set and it was fine. How big I think, of an audience is this? I, well, it was in, I think a theater that probably sat, I don't know, maybe probably seats like 400 maybe mm-hmm. I want to say, who knows? But I mean, as far as who was there, yeah, I don't know because uh, it, it started late. It was, it was kind of empty-ish because it went up against the roast battle. Oh. Which the roast battle that year was like really big and everyone was watching that. Yeah. And industry uh, trickled out, you know, uh, mm-hmm. after maybe the first five or six comedians and I was closing the thing down. Fuck. And, you were last? Uh, yeah, I was last on the, oh my God. Last on the lineup. And uh, so... Um, How many people? I think 12 of us. Okay. And George, George Wallace hosted it, who uh, is great. I so like wait, that guy. So, but if you had to guess, it's seating 400 by the time you're up. Uh, 40 40 50. shit 50 i mean i don't probably i don't know i can't i, I couldn't see whatever much. it was was it was low it, it was sparse and it, and it got lower as the show went on and uh i remember thinking like and even recently one of the bookers uh admitted to me she was like yeah you had the the worst year for it and i was like fucking great uh that's good to hear so i didn't really get as far as what i got out of it 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 wasn't much it yeah. was i didn't get it's a ma- great credit right it's a great it's a great credit and i can and i use that to get on things but yeah. even then it's like it doesn't really yeah help me that much i use it for a credit to apply to Sketchfest, and right. I, didn't, I didn't get on Sketchfest. Right. i just got that email this morning and i was like i fucking did jfl why can't i you anyways what? their standards um, aren't really as high as Sketchfest. <laughs> that's so funny um but um so yeah i didn't, I didn't really get uh yeah, and get management. You might out not of it. have been seen by too many. People. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, but I mean, I made a lot of. Uh, you just, I mean, you just make a lot of good friends there, and, and you meet so many people, and you meet right. people that saw you, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like you booked the thing, great, and then like they have you, and yeah, and so it's a good experience in that regard. But um, as far as like, yeah, I didn't get. Uh, you got to get a little bit lucky in terms of. For sure. Absolutely, and I, yeah, oh yeah, comedy is is just one hundred percent luck. Let's not say one hundred percent, but it is. It's so much luck. What percentage do you think it's luck? I don't know. What if what if you're a bad comic that just straight up kills and and mm-hmm. a, a show and an industry is there and they're like they're just convinced and they're just like this guy's That's he's it, great forever. Yeah, I think it's a, it. like it's luck at every step of the way. There's just so much luck every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're good and you continue to get better, hopefully sure. like, yeah, if you're rolling, you roll the dice all the time as long. And as long as you're bringing it, yeah. you have a chance to get lucky every time that there's, yeah. But yeah, you could still keep rolling. Yeah. Zeros. Yeah. And the idea is to put yourselves in more positions where you're gambling right. also, which is why, you know, I'm out in LA too. It's yeah. just like, you know, people go to shows there. And, yeah. And, um, and what, what month was it that you moved to LA? Uh, last, Late January. Late. Yeah, late January. January, so. January 2016. Time has run away from me. 2017. 2017. This year. This year. Yeah, okay, yeah, so this is so. this year. So this yeah. was after J- JFL. This is after JFL. Everything. Yeah, yeah. This is like six months after JFL, yes. Okay, God. Yeah, yeah. My brain is 
whatever. Yeah. Um, no, you're okay. nailing it. Oh, thank you. You know how time works. I'm like, I don't... 2017 is <laughs> almost over. I don't know if you... I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I guess it would have been this year. Yeah. Jesus. Wow, what a long goddamn year. Right. And when was... Good Lord. Uh, when was America's Got Talent? That was... Oh my god! Oh my god! That was <laughs> that was two days after I f- found out. Oh, okay. Yes, I heard I got JFL. Two days later, because I already filmed it. Okay, so this is the timeline of all that. Yeah. So they asked me to do America's Got Talent, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And, and that was when that was. I don't. Uh, who got married? Mac. Max Max wedding. I remember I was on the way to the wedding, and so I was like, oh, "I'm late." Uh, May? Or yeah, fucking. April? I don't know. Something, was it a spring? 2016, sometime after the contest. Fall. Yeah, we'll say it's September. Fall? September. Okay, so September. Oh, right. September 2016. Man, no, we're still in 2015. Sorry, 2015. Yeah, September 2015. Okay. Um. Yeah, and they called, and I was like, "Ah, all right, fine, but no, I'm not going to do it." They wanted me to go audition in Dallas, and I was like, "Uh, sure." And then I I planned on never going, mm-hmm. but you know, but they were like, "Yeah, come." And I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "I'm not going to go." Mm-hmm. And then they called once, and they were like, "Hey, good news! Like all our producers like liked your video so much, we just want you to come do the show." Okay. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And I was like, "Well, at this point, I think I." have to do it so i ran yeah. it past a bunch of friends and um people that were comedy adjacent and a couple people were like nah and then a couple people were like you be stupid not to and then um <laughs> so funny the guy i'm working with this weekend at cap city uh chad daniels uh and the guy that bust my balls the most about it uh was like uh before i do anything now i ask myself uh one question will it get me fans and if the answer is yes, and if I can find a way to do it that I can sleep at night, okay, then I say yes. And then for for him saying that, so funny, <laughs> him saying that convinced me because I was like, you know what? If it goes well, and and you know, it, it, I, at that point I wasn't even thinking if it goes well. I I was like, when it goes well, yeah. because I'm like, it'll be fine. I I know how to do comedy. I've been doing Not for a fucking coliseum. <laughs> For uh, you know the contest went well, and I was like, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be good, and then hopefully they air like a joke or something, and some people see it, and yeah. that nets me people that are interested in me now, right? So um, I agreed to go. At this point, it's just like uh, for free that I'm doing it. So the week before we film the fuse thing, mm-hmm. uproarious, mm-hmm. I am out in Los Angeles for this. So this is now April. Mm-hmm. This is April or late February, early April or late February, and I like I, how we've skipped March, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't March. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was- uh, 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 yeah, late. Is no, it's late March. It's late March. Okay, it's late March, and uh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's either late February or early April. Forget March. Uh, March, you're fucking dead to me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, oh, so, so I went out and do that, and then it airs two days after I found out about, about JFL, as I'm driving back from Austin to Pennsylvania yeah. to, to spend the summer. As I'm driving back, it airs, and that's when I start getting calls. I'm in, like, Cincinnati yeah. or something, so I'm, like, close, but still, but like... you already knew it was bad. I'm still, like, four hours away. I did, but here's the thing. Leading up to the point, because after it happened... After, because I, I, I get booed, and I was like, uh, well, fuck all this. Like, I rip the, uh, the, the fucking lav mic off me, and I'm yeah. like, 
you got to go fuck yourselves. Um, Did you tell them that? Uh, in so many words. How many words? What did you... <laughs> they found me and they were like, I left and then I, I was walking away. I was like, shit, I left my bag. And I, oh and, no, and so, so you had already slammed the door. I had to go back in and, and get my bag and I hear someone on like a walkie-talkie and she's like, uh, Danny's back. And I and they were like, hey, uh, they were you like, guns they, were like you? <laughs> they were like, don't you do you want your per, uh, your money? And I was like, money for what? And they were like, your per diem. Or and I was like, you can keep your fucking money. Really? And then I just walked out. Oh and, my god! Uh, yeah, I would have been like, I yes, pissed. I do. Uh, no, I didn't want. I didn't, fuck these people. I didn't want to accept any money. Um, and wow. so uh, I walked out, and the producers. Uh, I get back to my hotel room, and they're texting me, and they're emailing me, and they're like, we are so sorry. We had no idea that was going to happen and we uh it's like it was that was such a, a clusterfuck like we don't think that's gonna air at all i'll talk to the editors and it should be fine and you know i was how like many people? okay first of all yeah. you know those people say that to everyone probably they are like told like to make the artist feel good uh, <laughs> tell, tell him it's not gonna be on tv oh you were putting yeah, it on tv yeah, yeah yeah i think so you know those fucking i think so that's how that works well yeah and it was it, it was just such a uh, a weird because before I do the set before the show starts. I'm like, I want to see what this place looks like. I want to yeah. be inside the room. Right. So they're like, yeah, that should be fine. So I'm actually hanging out with the producers and they're being really cool. And we're all fucking joking around. And, uh, and then I watched a guy come out and do warm up, and, uh, he's like, okay, now everyone, uh, everyone clap because they're getting like B roll for the yeah. show. And now everyone like laugh, and then, and then he goes. Now everyone boo like you saw something you hate, and this booing. crowd was like, "It's like oh, this is what they came here for." Yes, it's. I mean, a I remember the th- yeah, I remember mm-hmm. the things that went on before me too. I was like, "God damn!" Like they were like it was not even like booing. It was like I was just so much shouting. Yeah, at, at the shouting. thing at, at the at the things before me, so much shouting. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was really dramatic. And uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking... Uh, I, and I wasn't even thinking, like, it's going to be a nightmare. I was like, just focus on doing your thing. Just just do your jokes. And, uh, and then, it, oh, God, just the feeling of, like, saying a joke from start to finish, and then just... You're used to hearing silence, but I'm like, okay, that was... A pin could drop. You guys yeah. don't want to hear comedy at all. And uh, in my mind, too, I was like, well, I don't want to fight back with the audience, uh... A, because Doogie Horner did it. And so he got booed on America's Got Talent. It was a situation where I felt very caged in. So like right. maybe, fuck, I don't know how many years ago, but Doogie Horner did America's, America's Got Talent and got booed mercilessly. And he fought back at the audience and started making fun of the audience. And I was like, well, I can't necessarily... Did it work when he did that? I think so. They at least edited it to look like it worked. And they okay. ended up, the judges were like, hey, that took balls. And they brought him back. And you're not that much of a, like, let me fight that audience. Well, I am now. You are? Okay. Uh, I, I, not in Austin. It depends. When I'm on the road somewhere, like, I got heckled probably every night. I was in uh, North Carolina recently. Yeah. It was fucking fun. Okay. Uh, it was great. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, but there was something very confining about a well you're technically on television at that moment there's children in the audience and and there's a panel of judges a panel of judges and it's like I don't even know what to do outside of just like flicking everyone off and also I was like very like um indignant about like hey you brought me here to tell jokes and I'm good at telling jokes so you just fucking let me tell and if you don't like them like that's on you and I think at one point I said and they may have edited this out I can't remember 
But I said, hey, you can keep booing me. I'm going to keep telling my jokes. And I'm looking up at like a balcony of people and they were like, challenge fucking accepted. I think you did. Yeah, and, they left uh, that in. Yeah, call I that. think so. And uh, and then they... Actually, they might have like edited out that you can keep booing me. I think they made it where it just had you saying like, I'm just going to keep telling my jokes. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. They fucking, I, I absolutely... Oh, and that's the thing too is the editing. And I absolutely, I absolutely, I absolutely said... You can keep it. I think they did edit that part out yeah. where I said you can keep it. That away. sucks because that's much yeah. better. If yeah, you, it's yeah. Yeah, that was the one part where I was like, and then and then I eventually just pulled the plug and I was like, and then I stood on the. I remember I was like, I'm done, and then and I, I was like, why am I still standing here? Right. Like this is fucking stupid. Just hate everything and about I, this. I do. I hated. I hated everything about it. I hated everything about doing it. I hated the the way uh, they made me look. Those and people was like, wanted blood. Yeah. Oh and yeah. For sure. You were yeah. the. They were like, oh yep. yeah, we can. We can get the blood from this guy. For sure. And and, 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 and the goal was they wanted to make stand-up comedy look uh, very hard. Right. And uh, Howie Mandel can go fuck himself a thousand times over. If he if, if you're a comic and you're involved with that show at all, uh, I don't know how you fucking even come close to sleeping at night. Because that's not what comedy is. Uh, you, you don't... In eight years of doing comedy, I don't think I've ever gotten... I know I've never gotten booed no, by a room full, by, by, a, by a room full of people for telling a joke about my Literally mom. Literally, like thirty seconds uh, in to your bit. Oh were my god! Ready if thirty. I yeah. mean, I don't know. They were it ready. Felt like fifteen seconds in. Well, and you were telling me um, before the podcast that they. Yeah. This is the. These are the jokes they wanted you to tell. Also, another thing. Yeah, they they asked me. They told me specifically what jokes they wanted me to do, and I was like, "Cool." And then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Okay." It you know, I seem like a thousand I, person well, coliseum. Not even, not even that. Well, or I don't know how many. I don't know. That audience, you know, some of it was a little act outy, and I could see the joke about uh, drinking being on there. But the stuff about my mom, I was like, mm, I, I, mean, I know you're watching this funniest person in Austin set, and I know I killed, but I don't think I sent a different set in that was like, you're giving me ninety seconds. I can get off six really good, well-written jokes in that time. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to need to tell to have a good set. Yeah. And they nixed the, they really wanted the, the other set. And I, I compromised. They wanted the mom thing. They wanted, they wanted the mom thing. That they sucks. wanted that. And I was like, okay, uh, fine. And See, that uh, makes me feel like yeah. they set you up for failure. Maybe. Because um, I feel like then they could play that in, I don't know. I just I just what don't trust it, it. cuz there was like a this American life story once about reality shows and the the, the yeah. conniving shit that they do yeah. and everything that you're saying just sounds like For sure. Yeah. It's honestly I don't even think too hard about whether or not they set me up anymore cuz I'm like there's nothing to even do. Right. Um but it definitely has made me more of a like cuz that was that was me showing trust mm-hmm. and they're like okay I'll do this thing. Now it's like and the fuse set which I felt very good about albeit no one saw it. Uh, those are all jokes that I picked. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Singer was like, hey, that's great. Same thing for JFL. I did a They were just like, do whatever you want. And I was like, great. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I don't want people meddling with my shit. And I think I have a complex now about it. Like I wrote that article for the, the Chronicle recently. It was just about like gas station coffee, whatever. And I, and I, and I sent them, uh, uh, you know, 1,200 words and they edited it down to like uh, 950 because they had to because they were yeah. just trying to save space. And I was like, I was pissed. I was like, I wrote these words in the order they're supposed to be read in. Yeah. And it should just be the way that it fucking... Someone had to talk me down. They were like, yeah. just let them. It's fine. That's this is what yet. editors do. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just like totally like uh, paranoid and uh, not trusting of really 
anybody yeah, in, but in maybe the industry. that was uh, the pendulum needed to swing that way a little bit because yeah it's hard to like chad i think chad's chad daniels advice you know he says will it get me fans and will i be able to sleep at night i yeah. think that's great advice but i think it's really hard to know especially before you've done anything like that like what might get you fans like if sure I, thinking about it in retrospect i think we can be like even if it had gone well like the kind of people who watch that show probably aren't really comedy fans. Um, probably you, not. You might get a hand. I mean, anything but, could get you a handful of people. Sure, sure, sure. But I, I, but I do remember thinking too, if it goes even halfway decent, mm-hmm. and I can use it as a credit, right? I might be able to headline clubs, which is what which is what I want to do. Right. So I took that gamble. Yeah. And uh, it didn't pay off. But also, it is something where it's like the longer that I've okay, so it airs. I'm back home in Pennsylvania and I'm like fucking miserable yeah. because I don't know if I'm moving to LA or New York. I'm just kind of home with my parents. I have road gigs, but they're not starting yet. And I'm just like, why do I fuck it? I just remember I would just walk around the woods yeah. for a while with my dog and just be like, I'm just going to go hiking today. And I started doing comedy like three days later. But, you know, you really just start to think like, okay, how is this bad or is it just kind of neutral? Because I don't think anyone's going to see this and be like, ah, he couldn't do America's Got Talent. We're not booking him. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Yeah. I think it's just a weird sort of thing that, that will always be there and I just have to kind of lean into. Which yeah. is not what you, when you picture yourself <laughs> in your television debut, <laughs> not what you fucking think yeah. about at all. And so, and so once I started saying like, oh, this is just like a part of who I am now, uh, it became easier to sort of just be like... Yeah, whatever. Who I cares? also think like most people will never see it. Like the people, like we all watched it, right? Because yeah. we know you. Sure, sure, sure. But other than that, and like the average person, even even someone who ha- who saw that on TV, yeah. who if they didn't know you already, yeah, if they saw you, you know, seven years later at a club, would not even remember. Not it. even close. It's yeah. just like it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's just like oh yeah, it was basically it was like a uh, it was like a fail video. Yeah. Know? Also, it's, it's like I see on your website you don't mention it and you don't have to yeah, and you I like won't. and you'll never yeah so. But it's crazy that people. I have friends that are like, man, like if you said that, you could probably do like fucking juniors. Don't want anyone fucking googling it. You, you could do juniors in Erie. I don't care. You know what? You know what is fine with me is like if comics want to bust my balls about it, I'm like that's fine and funny. When strangers find out about it, I'm like it. I don't want to have to explain to a stranger that it's fine. So right. that so that part's kind of weird to right. me because like because it it does lead to some funny conversations. Right. But I'm like I don't want to have to explain. Like no, I'm actually doing okay. Yeah. If you were in the, you would know it's it's fine. <laughs> uh, and and it's it's something that I don't want to have to uh, deal with. But. Um, but it doesn't. Yeah. It ultimately yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 oh, but then when you realize that nothing that doesn't yeah. matter, you're like, what does matter? Right? Is getting Conan <laughs> matter? Nothing fucking matters. And so yeah, I feel like it sent me on some sort of weird. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have a new perspective about. Uh, I obviously care about things and think things matter, but it's like I am very much on an even keel. That's good. Uh, yeah. Nowadays. You know what? Nothing matters. Nothing matters, and that's what. Is important. If you're stressed out about comedy, what for? That being said, I was very stressed out about my set last night. At Cap. Yeah, and I did not have a good set. How, yeah, what do you, um, do you have any advice for when you just have a bad set? And would you call last night a bomb or would you just call it a bad set? I bombed on the inside, Ariel. Yeah, it's uh, always a bomb. <laughs> any bad set's a bomb on the inside. But. You know, some, sometimes I don't do well and I'm like, hey, guess what? I don't give a shit. That was a good set because I was having fun. Yeah. Yesterday, okay set borderline bad 
not having fun. Yeah. Just did not have fun. And I felt that, and that feels worse than like not getting a reaction. Totally. When you're like, it's like, when it's rocking you a little bit. Yeah, just one of those. Um, so I, uh, I didn't really eat all day yesterday because I was flying and I just got too drunk. And that was all bad. That was all, it was all bad. Oh, you were so drunk before? After. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had two sets to do. The second set was fun. I, I went to um, Barrel of Fun. And that was Oh, uh, you did the Six Shooter show. Yeah, Six yes. Shooter was fun. Six Shooter was great. Um, but... Uh, I got yeah, I got way too drunk. I was very, I was very pissed. Free off. drinks at that point. I know. Yeah, yeah. and then you have yeah. that weird, that low feeling into the high feeling, yeah. and now you're just like, I just got to drink. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> you just have to drink in a situation like that. There's sometimes I can just go on stage and I'm like, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. I'm starting to realize that's probably about 15% of the time that works. 15? And it's probably about 15% of the time. Okay. And now it's like, I really have to, like today, I went to the coffee shop. I was like, this is going to be my goddamn set later. And these are the things that I'm working on. And I need to walk into there with a plan. Because yeah. if I have 15 minutes ago and I got to write a set, uh, my brain's all over the place. Yes. And I, I, need to, I need to be a little more prepared. And uh, I, I am better about that. But sometimes I forget, like last night. And then it results in having a bad time. You got to figure out how to prepare to be. You can be overprepared. You can be underprepared, and that's yeah. just something to keep dialing in. Um, I don't think you can be overprepared. Oh, com- I can in comedy. Can you? Oh my god, yeah, I get really? way stilted if I overprepare. Way stilted. Yeah, I just I have to be the other way. I have to force myself not to have the set list before yeah. I get there. I have to force myself to go. And I, sometimes I have a like a plan A in my head. Yeah, you know whatever I've been working on or mm-hmm. whatever I think. But then when I, I just have to not write a set list until I get to the venue, and then I can look around at the demographics and the vibe and feel how I feel, and then I can maybe go, hmm, here's a plan A, you know, or here's yeah. the plan. And I I don't know. I just want to be able to be. I never. I don't like getting trapped in a set, you know. Yeah, but uh, I think our styles are slightly different. So maybe. that's like the thing. You can't, you know. Maybe I like going off script, but uh, it's all it's always reactionary. You know, I like being able to react to things and, right. and sometimes open up to the crowd. But uh, I don't. I don't ever really delve into uh, crowd work unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. You know, something happens, I'm down, and I'll, and I'll do it. Yeah, I like riffing off of jokes. I think that's what I like to do. I want to be open right. to saying things differently every time. Right. And and uh, and really going in different directions and just I don't know when that happens. I don't. I don't know how to how to harness that more often. But when, yeah. you, when you feel really good on stage, I'm like, how do you? Yeah. What happened? Well, exactly. You know? I will say this. There was, there was and, I, and I found this to be true. Uh, there was one time I was having a conversation with a comic, and I was like, really into the conversation. Very present. And I was like, oh, man, I got to go on stage in like two minutes. I was like, I got to go. We'll talk about this later. And just like walked on stage and ended up having one of the most loose, fun fucking sets. And I was like, man, I think it was because I was so present earlier and not staring at my goddamn phone that I was able to like just be also personable with this audience. Yes, I think that's exactly it. I think that the more you're comfortable beforehand, you're talking to people, you're being present, you're on, and you're not too in your head, you're not looking, and then you're like looking at the comic who goes before you, even if it's just the last two minutes and you're like engaged and laughing and thinking about what they say, and then you get right on. Well, I like to continue the conversation too when at all possible. You know, like they were talking about something, I mean, especially if you've got a joke up your sleeve already about it. Um, But that's another reason why I don't want the set list to be too hard and fast. Um, yeah. because that way you can be, I it's just like, if I wrote, if I go, okay, I'm going to do this joke, then this joke, then this joke, and here's how my transitions are going to work. Um, then it, it doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for, you know, if things need to change yeah. or if all of a sudden 
you just get a sense that the crowd might like this other joke or I don't know. Yeah, I know. You're right. That's the thing. I don't know, but who knows? Because I I, I go back and forth to the shit all the time. And then if I feel unprepared, if I feel like I I do a set and I'm like, oh man, I should have been more prepared. Then I can go the other way for a while. Or if it's a high pressure situation, then I can be like, oh, I have to be prepared. I can't be an asshole who just gets up there. But I don't know. Like when I was in LA um, doing shows every night, I just felt like the sets where I felt certainly feeling more comfortable Mm -hmm. helps. But the sets where I didn't know what I was going to do until I at least until at least when I got there went just went so much better yeah if the it, like if I'm like oh okay well this I I'm gonna have 10 minutes and so I'm gonna do this and this and this sure um it's just I just get in my head interesting but I don't know if you get in your head as much as I do oh I probably do about I, about like the way you word your jokes and oh um no probably not I don't know I mean I do like to I get in my head maybe about inflection I think mm-hmm. I, I was a certain point on stage last night where I was like I think I need to be selling this set harder mm-hmm. which is like sometimes you can say things calmly and it's like great and I was like well, that's not working yeah and I was like I, need, I think I need to be a little more uh, animated right now um, but as far as, as the words exactly goes I don't really get to you know what's weird is like trying to get into a headspace where like there's an important set, which you could argue that every set is important. But you know, if you're like auditioning for a thing, and it's like, what is the right headspace you're supposed to be in for that? I've done a lot of those, yeah, and I, I don't know the rhyme or reason between a, a good one and a bad one. There's looseness, but it's like, how do you recreate looseness? Right. That's a that's such a conundrum. Um, you know, I think for me, and I've talked to other comics about this too, is like just one opening line, just rack your brain over one fun loose opening line about something that happened in the set or something else just yep. think of something weird to say that way if you can present. say the one thing yes that and way and the present. audience knows you're present sure yeah oh right just one line and then I can go into my jokes well that's why I like continuing the conversation so much because if I talk about something yeah. the last comic I just talked about they know I'm there with them yeah they know yeah. that I'm not just plowing through the comics right. and it's just mostly newer comics but even people you know if anyone who has an act yeah you know that that's my thing that's why I get in my head because I'm not I don't want to have an act mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation now of course this is a conversation with a lot of tricks it's a conversation that I'm crafting mm-hmm. um, but I still want it to feel like a conversation and so that's why I like touring you know being on the road is so much more fun than being in your hometown because they don't know how many times you've said this or that and you know I mean, they don't know that you that's a phrase that you use every night sure <laughs> you know yeah. and so but and I just don't know how to quite get out of my head because all all comics are doing it they're doing acts mm-hmm. and you know, or most you know it like and so why would they be judging me if I'm if I'm in my act and, and being yeah. scripted why would they be but in my yeah. head I just still even after you know nearly four years I'm still like I hate that thought of even even one comic being like, well, she's that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But that's a personal problem. Uh, okay, so what is you? you I, I saw that you were on the dinner party download. Um, oh yeah, podcast, right? Is it, it a radio? Is it on the radio too? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on. Uh, it, it, it just it just finished up recently. I listened to that um, for a hot minute. Yeah, it was uh, a few years ago. Yeah, it's on NPR. 
Yeah. And then it's also a podcast. I think that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a couple what years ago. What was that? What, what, what did they have you on doing? Oh, uh, that was that was after I did uh, the fake restaurant website, uh, Breathes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did well. And then they got a hold of it. And uh, they just wanted to have me on to talk about um, the point of it and, and why I did it. And they found it to be, I guess, interesting in a sense. And I was like, oh, cool. That's, That's cool. Great. So, yeah, we just had a real short conversation about um, fine dining and just, you know, pretentiousness in the business and, and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was fun. I it love that. Good. Hey, what's your new food website called? Oh, it Everyone's is. Uh, the, the website is uh, cucinaconfusion.com. I love uh, it. Yeah. And uh, it's just a, it's a fake uh, fusion website. I don't know why I chose the fake uh, restaurant website thing as a as a side project but it, it it's fun to do and it, i feel like it helps drum up some business in a sense where people are like oh wow it's like a real funny thing and it, it helps people um well a i just do it just because my brother and i have a lot of fun with it but yeah it's fun to come up with right ridiculous fusions yeah and 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 if there's anything that gives people a sense of like oh this is the type of comic that he is and how he writes and thinks things are funny and also is into food that gives people a sense of what to do with me yes um which is what i you know trying to uh, uh being in los angeles has made me a little more focused as far as like um i won't say the word brand but just like uh figuring out what it is i want to do and yeah. honing it down and the type of and, and and all that foodie stuff is definitely a huge part of it yeah it's something that you can yeah. uh, be different about what, what was the eater thing that you were uh right for them Eater? I didn't write it says, for them. It says, your work has been featured on NBC oh. News and Eater. So oh, yeah, Eater. Um, Eater usually runs uh, a piece about uh, the, the websites when they come out. So I think okay, there's something cool. in, in Eater Los Angeles coming out uh, I used to follow soon. Eater. I don't know if yeah. you know. I'm a recovering foodie. Oh, recovering. It's been a few years. I had a blog, yeah. You had a blog? You had a food blog? Yeah. Get out of town. I got... I made money. I got. Did I, you really? I was press at events. I was. Fuck. Um, it was awful. Why'd I hated you stop? It. Why'd you hate because, it? Oh, I hated it so much because I was very OCD about it. It was very completist. Like I had to review every single fucking place I went. I hated taking pictures of food. I hated it. Just ruined. This is it ruined phenomenal. my ability to enjoy food. That's why I love your stuff so much. Because I mean, I, I like some of those are dishes that I've. Like my yeah. ex-wife and I were having a plan of we were going to make a whole chicken and waffles <laughs> restaurant, just like of every different culture's version. Yeah, of chicken. Yeah. I mean, and like so, yeah. and like half of the dishes on your. Uh, Cucina Confusion what is it? Yeah. Um, really do sound good to me because they it, weren't bad my blog was called foodieasshole.com and it was part yeah. of the issue is like you know anything that is like either stuff I've never heard of or never tried before or any yeah. combination I've never thought of I will have to try that and it's like sure. it's like my foodie duty at a restaurant yeah. to order the weirdest shit yeah. you know what I mean yeah um, I feel so similar I, yeah. I love that like some you know some half the dishes were just hilarious and like perfect satires and others were like well I would order that yeah well yeah well, I would it have was, to some of the stuff tasted really uh, t- the thing oh that, you did make all of those I wasn't sure yeah. what how photoshopped or no no, no we made it we made yeah we made it. we made all of it all that was real right yeah yeah but yeah it's always real it's so fun the uh, the Jersey pho was like so uh, good that yeah. was so it was I so was, good and I, I argue that it makes sense if you put oh, well, pasta in like a, some sort of fresh chicken broth and sure. there's like meatballs and sausage floating around there. I don't know it was it was good I I'm would I would eat down. pasta like that I'm down yeah in LA I went to a place that was like a um 
you know, Vietnamese Mexican fusion uh, restaurant. Yeah. They didn't fuse it that hard. Um, they didn't. But it was just the concept of like uh, brisket banh mi, but their brisket was, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if someone, we don't have enough fusion restaurants in Austin. Mm-hmm. And if someone did like real Texas brisket on an authentic banh mi. It'd be great. Oh my God. It'd be really good. <laughs> it can work. I But I also think, well, the reason we chose fusion was I saw... Uh, at uh, the peach tortilla they were serving uh, kimchi arancini balls and I was so like so is it on, the what kimchi is on the arancini happened I mean it has to be I don't know much. how it works uh, there's no way they're putting it in I mean I don't, they, they could actually if they did they I could. would be because you would have like yeah. a cool center yeah and, but then how yeah you still have to no fry it's all fried it, it'd have to yeah, all be yeah but if you fried it I don't know it's just <laughs> I don't know the logistics behind it I just know they did it I'm sure it was just it garnish yeah. on top it just seems like kimchi is kind of jumping the shark these days I hope so I just was like, never that into it it's, it's, it's very it disgusting it has it's place it has it's place as, but yeah you can only eat much. a couple pieces before um, yeah people have been faking it with the kimchi enthusiasm yeah yeah it's people do it's it's fads i got you know what i got annoyed because what, right when i moved to new york it was in 2010 and mm-hmm. like the mexican hot chocolate thing had just taken off super and it was like every everywhere it was always spicy chocolate this spicy chocolate oh it was like just not just ice cream or cookies but donuts and like just every yeah. every dish you can imagine, they did yeah. a spicy chocolate version, and I got to the point where I was like, I don't want spicy and sweet together ever again. New York, it was a fad for a little while, I think, but uh, Mex- Mexican-Italian was uh, a fad for a while in some New York restaurants, so they were trying it, and it failed miserably. I think yeah. people keep trying to make Mexican and Italian fusion uh, workable, but yeah, it's, I don't, it's kind it of impossible. It actually doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't, at all. Think, I don't think it is. It's very bad. Wow, you made money off your food blog. That's tight. I there's, did. There's I mean, money, by money, I mean a few hundred dollars. There's not, money to um, be had in the well, the food game. And it was like I, I would get to be, like I said, like press at events sometimes, or yeah. I would get sent free samples, or I would get taken on tour. Like sometimes business owners would be like, I loved your review. Come tour our facilities and have free ice cream or whatever. Oh, shit. What'd you review? Just like just so many products? Places. No, it was mostly it was mostly restaurants. Oh, restaurants Sometimes yeah. it would be products, yeah. but it was mostly restaurants. Although I think my most um, visited page to this day was probably that Arctic Zero ice cream, which at the time I was also like a dieter for a long time. Hmm. Um, don't do that shit anymore. But so Arctic Zero, if you don't know, it's like this. It's a pint of ice cream that's 150 calories. I mean, by ice cream we're gonna call it, but that's mm-hmm. a very liberal way to put that um i do not endorse that shit anymore and i think i updated it my, my that page at some point to be like please don't eat this garbage yeah go eat a reasonable serving of real ice cream uh, <laughs> fuck this shit but yeah. you will yeah it's empty anyway all right that's enough about food though okay. so what's the kevin's heart kevin hart's lol what is that oh uh, i was in a when i was in montreal a uh well one thing that was good about doing montreal the year i did it was mm-hmm. Um, they uh, filmed our sets for Kevin Hart's LOL okay. network and uh, they paid us which was okay. cool so so normally you do JFL and you lose money mm-hmm. but they ended up paying us uh, to do uh, sets for uh, whatever his uh, online um, Kevin Hart's LOL network is is like in some sort of online streaming service that That's may cool. or may not but it was your set in front of the 40-ish people? No. It was, oh, okay. it was, it was a different one. Oh, okay. Which was also kind of a problem for me, too, which was like, okay, you normally have two sets in front of industry. Well, now this is one, and then something else we're getting paid to do. But the first one, everyone left. And now I'm just doing a set for Canadians? 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it was, it was weird. Do Canadians even have good senses of humor? Oh, they, they Just do. Kidding, of course know. they do. Um, I know. <laughs> so do Canadians even get anything? I assume. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, it's <laughs> the real question. We've. I mean, if they're anything like the Brits <laughs> that they came out of, um, I guess we did too. Okay. So, so, so that was, that was, uh, that. So that's tight though. You just got paid for that. And I got paid for that. Uh, Technically, now my name is next to Kevin Hart. Exactly. I don't know if that's going to be usable for anything. Some people um, like him, you know. Sure. So that's cool. Um, are you? Are you? Do you travel? How much do you travel right now? Do you have a day uh, job right now? What's your day? Yeah, job? yeah, yeah. I I, I work at this place in Los Angeles called uh, Eat Club. Uh, basically, we Club just sandwiches. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> uh, we we pick up uh, meals from uh, restaurants around Los Angeles and then deliver them to businesses like uh, Netflix. It's four hours a day. The pay is good. A for free. That's time. And uh, you know, it's a really good part time gig, and they're fine with me. You leaving. can have as much time off as you yeah. want. It's a so, sinecure. We just learned that word last week. Uh, um, so so since I've been in LA. Uh, I leave uh, once a month once a month to do comedy on the road somewhere um, which is uh, good uh, the, it's always fun and great but then I always feel like mm, yeah, should I just be spending all of my time in LA for you know I remember before I went out there Dave Ross said uh, you just you know be in LA for your first year and then go on the road and I was like, well, what if I just do like a, you know, a steady diet of leaving once a month for once five a month days? I think seems reasonable. I think it is. And it, and it keeps you fresh uh, doing longer sets in front of real people. Um, but that said, I, I do want to spend, you know, I think after the new year, I'm just going to be in LA for like maybe just three solid months, which I don't think I've done yet. I've always left mm. at least after a month and a half. Um, when you're um, leaving LA, are you booking everything yourself? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have like yeah, a touring agent or anything. To, right? No, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. None, none of that. Uh, not doing colleges. Uh, it's 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 always uh, feature weeks or headlining small, you know, sort of Velveeta roomish style clubs. Yes. So um, featuring at A clubs or mm-hmm. headlining at B clubs. Sure. Is what yeah. And the B clubs. I mean, that's I've only really done that. Uh, a couple different places but these are it, places you already have relationships yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean have you done that where you're cold emailing um uh no but i want to okay. I, I think i think i think that's a thing i'm going to do next year mm-hmm. is uh just start you know uh putting together some sort of uh press kit mm-hmm. and, and just uh being like hey this is and i would love to headline wherever the fuck this place is in yeah. Des Moines or yeah. wherever and just try to make, you know, a little bit of money and just start kind of just trying to jump into the, being a headliner. Yeah, do you, I'd like to. would you, I mean, would you want to have a touring agent, right? That would be, yeah, that'd be great. How do you get one? Oh, you know? no clue. Um, okay. I don't, well, do you, do you even need a touring agent if you're, Still, still doing don't. comedy clubs. That's my question. If you're doing theaters and stuff, I think that's something you need. But if you're mm-hmm. doing clubs, I, th- it's isn't it? To my understanding, you kind of communicate directly. I don't think you need one, but no. um, if you have one, then you don't have to do all of the work and the cold sure. emails and everything like yeah. that. And also, they can get you into ones that you don't have a relationship with yet. Yeah. They can do all that stuff for you. Um, this is how it's been explained to me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I. like a lot of us hate doing all that business shit so of course like you know eventually I would love to have a touring agent just to get and they can kind of like build you up from the C to the B to the A to the headlining the A and work with festivals yeah and stuff like that 
um, so that you're getting paid and treated well and better spots and all that. Huh. So I think that like the touring agent thing is, I mean, if I were going to come up with a goal for you, that's what I would be. That'd be nice. At. I think, uh, I, I think that becomes more doable when you get management. I could be wrong. Like that seems like yeah. something if I had a manager, I would be asking them, you know, Hey, how do I get, but yes. also you do need still, you know, that you need that one solid TV credit. And even right. when you have that, it's still tough. I was, you know, I was talking to, uh, uh, Caleb Sinan about mm-hmm. this, uh, good LA buddy. He's done Conan twice. And, uh, he's like, and he's, I th- man, he's probably my favorite comic right mm-hmm. now. I think he's, he's definitely up there. And he was like, I just, I'm such like a last minute replacement. And he's like the last, you know, couple clubs, you know, they just had someone drop and they're like, yeah, you want to come do the weekend? I'm like, yeah, sure. But, uh, he, he feels like sort of kind of a last minute guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's, you know, and he's not that he, the guy's very, very fucking fun. funny, but, um, you know, uh, even with a couple Conan credits, you're like, oh, wow, that's right. You're still fighting to, right. you know, uh, get people in the door to see you. Yeah, I think um, that, uh, I think that, yeah, the TV credits could help. But I think, yeah, I'm not sure if you have to have a manager in order to get the agent. But I think maybe agent, yeah. those people all are kind of in a network together. I think so. And yeah. you, someone has to take an interest in you. Or yeah. I don't know if you seek it out. That's, yeah. Well... Yeah, the, but the, the the touring agent, I don't. I, and I, I just don't think it would really do much for me at this stage either because there's yeah. not, I don't have a whole lot to sell. We also just like, said you want to stay in LA yeah. more. Well, if I was headlining, fuck that. Well, you know okay. what I mean? If, here's a, I mean, that's what I want to be doing mm-hmm. is being on the road at least twice the month headlining. Okay. Uh, but building up the stuff to do that you know, you got to get you got to get some sort of dumb uh, credit that you can headline with. It doesn't have to be late night. Right. Um so every day I spin my wheels into doing that. Well, and so let's talk about your goals. Sure. Um so maybe that's uh well, we can talk about long-term and short-term. Yeah. But in terms of twice a month headlining, is that something like if you okay, if you could pick, if you could have your choice of how you would like your career to look. Mm-hmm. What would how would you be spending your time? Um, hosting some, um, stupid show about food. Okay. On TV. Uh, it can be dumb. It can be dumb. It can be totally worthless, uh, food network programming that they pay me to do. Okay. Um, or it can be even s- something that, uh, you know, I truly, uh, believe in, which mm-hmm. is what I want to do as something interesting and good. I like or, how I said you get to pick and you're like, it could funny. be something dumb. <laughs> it could be something terrible. I don't care. Okay. Uh, g- generally I'm just concerned with getting, uh, a credit that will, uh, allow me to headline clubs. Yes. And I think that um, uh, that seems to be more feasible than uh, getting like, you know, uh, a late night credit right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough and I've tried. Um, but I will continue to do that. Um, but I would like to be on the road, you know, uh, twice a month, maybe three times a month. I think mm-hmm. that sounds fun, at least for like three or four years, mm-hmm. you know, being like a bona fide headliner. That sounds really good. And um, yeah, being involved in television in, in some way uh, and, and hopefully something um, food adjacent. Mm-hmm. I could be happy doing that, and I could also be happy, you know, writing for uh, a TV show, or I've been having a lot of fun recently just trying to sell myself as, like, a guy that writes about food, you know, um, pitching articles to, to, to places, and uh, I like I like being a writer, mm-hmm. and, and I, think, I think there might be more longevity in that and my happiness than there is in um, being on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if I transition into a writer now and sort of later um that would be great too i would love to get get, be paid to to, to write things i think that'd be great and you get to kind of just chill 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But stand-up is always going to be there and a part of it. Yes. And uh, yeah, I would love to, to, to do a combination of those things. I, I kind of um, just said fuck it with as far as acting is concerned. I don't like doing auditions for commercials. I think it sucks. I think it's stupid. Did you, how many, did you book any commercials over? No. How many no, auditions no, no. did you go on? That I went to? Yeah. I mean, probably like five or six. And I just yeah. decided uh, it fucking sucks. It, it eats yeah, out. Yeah, I've done two, and it just it seems like a crazy thing. If I was here, I'd do it all the time. You I do just, it all the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, but just in L.A., I'm just, I don't know. I just, I kind of hate it. The, 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 all of it. The products, the whole process, the idea that I'm selling a thing. Yeah. Uh, it all feels bad. And, uh, yeah, I'm just realizing the things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And being more confident about that. Oh, yeah. That's I don't want to fucking do that. Fun part of getting older. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so writing yeah. or yeah. <laughs> being on TV to become, to get the, the draw to become a headliner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the things that I'm working on, working towards now is like, yeah, just, you know, um, and that's why I do the, the websites and stuff. People are oh, like, what about an album? What's going on there? No desire. No. If someone asks me to do one, uh-huh. I, I will not produce one. Uh, I don't think on my own. Oh, you, so no desire to no. self-produce the way a lot of people are. No, but if, if somebody if somebody asked me to, if of course, if Comedy Central was like, hey, we want you to have a half hour and then also to put an album, I would be like, yeah, great. Is that who, I mean, who all is um, putting out albums? Comedy Central is... Comedy Central, a special thing, records... Um, yeah, a lot of people do them on their own too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just I, meant I'm like who sure. are the who are the like yeah. in the big industry people who are putting out. Albums? I think I think um, a special thing and um, uh, Comedy Central. I'm trying to think of another one too. I mean, Stand Up Records and and, and Sure Thing are also there too. Um, but as far as like the real big ones, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not totally sure. Um, and also, it just seems like I don't know. I just I'm not infatuated with comedy albums like most people are. I don't have like this weird fascination with like having a special having an album a special yeah okay right but like you know something that's filmed sure but like but you're also I mean would you some people are producing their own specials now true are you interested in that sort of thing you're like I'm going to do it if Comedy Central asks me if somebody or HBO yeah yes exactly right yeah if somebody Netflix yeah sure if somebody would want that uh, then 100% down, but nothing that I'll, I'll do on my own. I, don't, I really don't see the too much of the benefit in doing that. I think some people who are like, um, you know, uh, road comics, sure. then they have something to sell, yes. something to promote, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, could, you know what? And part of it too is like, I just don't feel there yet either. In a yeah. couple of years, I might. I might yeah. want to do that. Um, you know, um, yeah, and then you have something to sell and show people, sure. But maybe well, the t- way, maybe the ten year mark. Yeah. Like if a comedian if a comedian comes my way or like I hear someone and I go to Spotify and type their name in and there's nothing there, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, or if, if, if even if there's just like one track, that's I yeah. like that. And yeah, I yeah. think you have probably a I couple so. right from yeah, some sure of the thing. Austin stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think that at least. Um, yeah, there's stuff out there. Helps, you know. Um, you're like not supposed to have too much stuff out there in terms of YouTube videos and stuff. But, but I feel like some stuff on Spotify is just good. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Okay. That said, I, the people that have self-produced their albums too. I mean, they're really good. Mac and Ramin yeah. have two of my favorite fucking albums, and uh, they're yeah. both on Spotify, and uh, they're both really good. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, just, and I think it depends yeah. on your, yeah, what your goals are, as well as um, if you're good at that kind of thing. I, I it's know. it's also hard to figure out. 
Yeah. But that's what I like about being in Los Angeles. It has really forced me to be like, because in Austin, it's all about the process and, and kind of figuring things out and developing your voice. And you're like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And then you just figure things out as you go. But since I've been in LA, I'm like, well, it, I, you know, I'm paying a lot in rent and yeah. it takes a lot to do anything in the city. Like, I better be on top of my shit yeah. and really figure out, okay, how do I make money doing this? What is the end game? And uh, it, it's good to be in a place that forces you to do that. Yeah. It's good to have your back against the wall, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Back against the wall. I like it. But, yeah. um, so what is the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you about comedy or your comedy career? Ooh, this will be fun because I say this all the time and the person it came from, people fucking hate. Love it. Um, when I was in Pittsburgh, probably seven years ago, I was doing guest spots for Eliza Schlesinger. Nice. And... Uh, who, uh, yeah, most comics uh, don't like. And um, you know what? I recently listened to her um, from a few years ago on the Pete Holmes podcast. You made yeah. a weird podcast. I really enjoyed um, it. made me feel yeah. di- a lot differently about her. So go on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, well, that's a, she's always been great to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, but I'm also I a man. those comics where other people yeah. have these opinions and you're just yeah. like, they were nice to me. Yeah, but. I so there was one time I was doing a, a guest spot for her and uh, she knew I was like a year in and, and she like kind of, you know, grabbed me, took me outside and wanted to talk about my set. Masturbated in front of and, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you're hearing she, it here first guys. She, so like, yeah. Sexual predator. <laughs> Uh, She's and, like, women aren't funny. Yeah, women aren't funny. Women aren't funny. I was like, Oh God, they're not. You're right. Uh, Just you let me go. Came, you both can't. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, she, uh, she gave me a couple pieces of advice that I'm like, God damn, that was so true. And that was seven years ago. The first thing she said was, um, you're a white guy and you're going to have to do everything in your power to set yourself apart from other white guys. And it just didn't dawn on me. I think because I grew up in Pittsburgh, I was in Western Pennsylvania. I'm like, what do you mean I'm boring? You know, like, you know, like, what do you mean we're a dime a dozen? Like, uh, and it is, and and even saying that I feel like seven years ago too, was like kind of ahead of the curve a little bit on that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she was like, you talk about being a cook, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, talk about that Mm -hmm. more. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I should. I want to, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, all this and it, which was also just a very um logical thing to like yeah talk about the stuff that you want to talk about yeah and it's like yeah i'm i'm a foodie I've, I've, I've always been a restaurant adjacent and uh now i'm trying to make a career out of fusing that with comedy in some way you know i hope um yeah so she told me that and i was like yeah okay that's right and then uh and the next thing she said was she said also this is going to be really hard but treat every set like it's important yeah she's like there's gonna be you know times you don't want to do comedy or whatever but just like focus up and just like make sure you're treating this set even if it's an open mic Mm -hmm. treat it like it's like the most important set on earth and i was like even years later i'm like god damn like that was also that's burned in my brain if you can do that Mm -hmm. um i don't know you get you squeeze the most out of your set yeah what are you learning from this set yeah. What are you getting out of it? W- yeah. Don't waste your time, much less anybody else's. Right. Don't walk up there hoping that you're going to suddenly figure something out. Like, right. I don't know, just be, and just, yeah, don't be too drunk. Don't That means be different things at, for different people. Your, yeah, but, right. right. But I feel like the main takeaway is like, 
whatever it is that you know that you have to do to get a lot out of it, do it. You know, as much as I say, like the 10,000 hours thing doesn't really make sense for comedy because it doesn't, the math doesn't work. Um, yeah, it yeah. would be nearly impossible for most people to get 10,000 hours before like 60 years. Yeah. But I think that if you, if you think about it that way, like think about, okay, we all have very limited stage time. Even if you're doing a few hours a week, it's hard to get that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you have to treat all of those all of those minutes like yeah. they're very important because yeah. they are because it doesn't matter if yeah there's not that many people in the audience those are important for you yeah we're getting you're trying to get good at something you're yes. trying to get material and skills yeah and maybe this isn't going to be a great night for material but maybe you can work on some skills 100%, whatever it is 100 percent. and the the best sets are the ones where i'm like Okay, there's a, there's a little bit of goofiness in there, and I'm riffing around, but I'm also here to do fucking work right. and, and try this joke. That's how I, I treat sets in Los Angeles now, because yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm getting three minutes at this mic. You bet your ass I'm, I'm doing three minutes of quick jokes, like mm-hmm. because that time is important. I'm not going to go up here and fuck around. Right. Um, you know, you say, say that stuff for shows when you get eight minutes, ten minutes, you know, when you have to prove that you're a loose and fun guy. Yeah, yeah, you're proving different things. Yeah. Different I'm always times. trying to prove something. Oh, that's well, that's the whole point uh, of this career. It is. It really so, is. Um, um, I just want you to like me despite my personality uh, in person. But despite that's everything all, about me, please like me. Yeah, just base it solely off of when I do well on stage. <laughs> um, if you could go back and tell yourself something in your first couple of years of comedy, what would you do? What Get out of say? Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, I mean, that's true, but... Do you really think that you should have just gotten out earlier? I mean, you were there for like two years? Two years. I've been doing comedy eight years, two of which were spent in... Almost wasted. Pittsburgh. And yeah, so I'm like, I wonder what it would have been like if I started in, you know, Austin. Probably would have got better a lot faster. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably wouldn't have... uh, I probably wouldn't have... It it happened the way it happened, and I'm glad that I started comedy there because no one else has, and that's something I can say. There you go. Um... What would I tell myself from when I first started? Yeah, like you know what I mean. In the beginning, if there was anything that you could have said, it could be it could be something like that, like just move faster, um, or it could be like, hey, this is what to do with the mic stand. Don't take six years yeah. to figure that out. Whatever. Yeah, it's about comedy, huh? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, say, say more money. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Hey, that's fine too. I mean, that's related to your career. Um, um I think I would say to talk to people more. I, I know that seems strange, but like, because uh, it's something that I even have a hard time doing mm-hmm. uh, now, but so much of comedy is, uh, I'm trying to Your avoid networking, saying that word, but it's, if you just... Friendships, connections. Yeah, man, it's just fun. I like hanging out with comics, and sometimes it's hard to put myself out there uh, in just conversations sometimes, and but when I do... It's always a blast. Right. And I, if I would have done that more, um, I don't know, I think I would be, there's some nights that would have been more fun or like mm-hmm. I didn't have to go home or something like I, yeah. I don't know, I just think um, hanging out uh, more is, is not only important, but just like, you know, good for you. Yeah, which I would just uh, want to put the caveat, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you even need to be drinking much less doing drugs yeah and in fact i think that that's one of those things where like it can be like oh i should hang out but then it becomes i don't want to spend money or i don't want to i shouldn't be drinking like 
this is yeah. our job and honestly it's part of our job the hang is part of our job for sure um, yeah. because yeah we don't have to call it networking but when you're talking about I think in terms of finding managers or agents mm-hmm. or getting opportunities being whatever so much of that has to do with friendships yeah. with people liking you with people wanting to help you even 100%. though you could yeah and 100%. so yeah but and I I keep a little something in my wallet as a reminder to not drink too much. I mean, it's not like I don't drink, but mm-hmm. it's it's like this is these are your core you don't drink at work. I mean, I don't. Some yeah. some people do, but I don't drink. <laughs> I at, absolutely did for years. But yeah. go on. But uh, uh, some of us uh, have that you know, like you don't drink at work. Like why do you these are your coworkers? Like I don't feel like I need to be drunk at Juice Land. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do I feel like I can't talk to my comedian coworkers unless yeah, I'm drinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's it's insane. Yeah. So um, talk to people more, but maybe just for some of the people listening, like it doesn't mean you have to be drinking and doing drugs with them. For sure. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just like really putting yourself out there in every way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I, I've lacked that confidence in the past and um, I, I should have maybe done that more. I also like have noticed for myself, uh, I, I used to beat myself up a lot about like, oh, I should be going out more to mugs or to wherever, like to yeah. hanging out. Um and there's always a balance, um, but but I always would be like, I got to talk to all of these people and blah, blah blah. And I've realized more and more in the past year or so, like I think it's better, at least for me, for my personality. Um, but to I, it's more important, or it's better to just foster the connections with people that you um, that you get along with, that you that you're comfortable. Like I would yes. rather have three good thirty minute conversations. Um, that are real and whatever and connected and present then you know yeah whatever the math is 10 three minute conversation yeah. Find, find, finding that balance is, is tough minutes. too Make, um, making time for everybody and or, yeah. or the people that are important and also new people and then your job and then all this stuff I mean it's all right you, it's spend all a, and you can spend a little bit of time on the people who are like a few steps ahead of you um, mm-hmm. depending on the situation of course if you're working with them at a club or something obviously you're yes. gonna want to but um, you can p- spend some time on the newer comics and whatever but I think it's it's also like who's actually in your class like go ahead and foster those connections as much as possible. Like don't worry too much about the people who are like a step or two ahead of you in in, in your scene. Yeah. Because eventually some of the people in your class, not that you won't like, obviously you're going to make friends with you, but like the people who are in your class are y'all are all going to move up. And then those yeah. people will be able to help you more mm-hmm. than like trying to glom on to somebody who's ahead of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be sucking up, in other words. Like, yeah, it doesn't make, have to be. It doesn't have to be. Make real friendships. Yes, just be a normal person. Be a normal person. <laughs> it's well, tough. It's tough to do. It's tough to do. Yeah, especially for all of us. Okay, if you mm-hmm. could um, tell newer comics, stop doing X, what would that be? Stop talking like this. <laughs> uh, whatever, the Aziz, whatever the Aziz, oh, that's thing, the Aziz is, thing is, I feel like I see that a lot. Um, yeah. It's like, oh god! I was like, I hate like the the comic tempo mm-hmm. that, that 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 has become. Uh, I mean, there's all kind of tricks, and, and and I probably do some um, on stage, but the, but there are a lot of pattern like the sure. I think they're memes. They're like some of them are tickish some of it's just yeah. you know like you said cadences and things <laughs> yeah. where or, or or even formulae of jokes like pay pay sure. attention like and listen, record your sets listen to them and honestly be like do I sound like half the comics on my scene do I ha- sound like half right. the, half the, co- the I, I mean especially when people sound like they're heroes like yeah. can you not tell at some point that you 
are are copying like yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I scoff at my jokes. I, I, I started doing that as a thing. But now I'm trying to do less of that and more like just kind of turn away. Like I'll say a thing and just be like, eh. Oh, that's a good... And, and, then, and then turn back. I like I like doing that. It's like, yeah, forget about all that stuff I just said. All right, the next thing. Uh, I do that once in a while. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, no, I want to add this that question in. Like, what would you tell your... What are you working on for yourself right now? Oh, as far as stand-up? Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. I am thrown into disarray about all all of it because I'm just like, you know, it's just such a balance of like wanting to do well in LA, but also work on things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're getting a, a little bit less, well, you're getting a lot less stage time going to LA from, from I need to be better at uh, asking to, to be on stuff. And I know mm-hmm. this doesn't have much to do with... Uh, the craft of stand-up itself but just you know um putting myself in the situations to do more shows and 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 just making sure that i'm getting a healthy diet of stand-up every week which Mm -hmm. i've been bad at there are some weeks when in la which i'm like well i'm gonna work a lot this week i'm like oh man like you gotta like you're not here to do that like you need money but like it's so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm trying to find that balance of like i've noticed i'm I'm getting unhappy if i go you know only up um a few times in a week right or once which happened last week and i'm like that's fucking bad you can't do that you used to never do that yeah um and uh, and then this week it's like wow i'm doing uh 10 shows which is fucking bananas um so it's it's uh I'm trying to get better at the balance. Um, Do you think, I mean, because there's always that that problem of if you're asking and you're annoying people, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I would tell people in Austin, like, okay, go to the show that you want to get on. At yeah. the very least, go to it. I mean... Yeah, and also in Austin, I think it's you can prove yourself rather quickly as, right. a, as a capable stand-up comedian. You don't have yeah, to that ask. Things. You don't have to ask too much. Unless you need a tape or something, then, I, then ask. LA, I don't think it matters how good you are. You have to ask to be on just about everything. Yeah. Unless you're like great friends with the people or, you know, you, you did right. the show once and you killed, you're on their, you know, uh, roll, you roll decks of people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that, as far as the stuff just, just you know, on stage, um, I don't know, I feel like I've been doing comedy eight years now and I, and I know how I like to tell a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm writing a lot. Uh, I just, I need to get better at at r- really trying just a wealth of, of new things and, mm-hmm. and at, at all times. Um, because I want to see the stuff, because I, I it, not to my, it wasn't any intent behind it, but uh, I think I'm getting a little darker <laughs> on stage. And uh, a couple of people have mentioned that. And I'm like, oh, this is the shit that I've been wanting to talk about. And sometimes it's goofy. And I don't know. I just want to make sure that it's some sort of blend of interesting ideas, but also, hey, I'm just here to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's just have fun. But I also want to present a couple things. They're like, hey, this might be dark, but it's still, it's still okay. You yeah. Know? I don't know. I just want people to have a good time. Um, I I like the idea of you being darker. Um, yeah, it's always been there. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah. There's always been a dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I you were hiding like, it before. Let's let yeah, it out. Let's yeah, let it out a little bit. Um, if you could change anything about the L.A. comedy scene, what would you change? Oh God. Um, You're like everyone's list is really long for that. Let's pick one thing. The way mics work, mm-hmm. it's 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 a bucket list at most of them that it's are just almost always buckets. The, the pool. I mean, here's the buckets fine if you're going to pull groups of five or ten people, which they will do in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's when it's uh, one person and then one person on deck, and you have two people prepare, uh, uh. That, that sucks. I don't like that. Um, 
and uh, also, you know, uh, staying in the room and watching, and then just uh, I would I would change the mics that are good. Mm-hmm. They feel good there, and and, and they're fun, and um, I, I like them a lot. What are the good mics? Oh fuck! Well, Smog Cutter is done, but it used to be my favorite one. Mm. Uh, it was run by. Um, uh, Robin Morrison and Rachel Friedland and they mm-hmm. were great and since they were women I feel like the mic was a lot just better just it weeded out a lot more shitheads mm-hmm. um, which you get a lot of in Los Angeles just mm-hmm. like you know Tony Hinchcliffe fucking mini-me's uh, mm-hmm. or whatever and um, you know that can suck um, that was great I like The Other Door on Tuesdays The Good Night on Mondays these were all run by uh, good people and and the lists aren't typically aren't you know um, the bucket style of gotcha two um, and um, there's some other ones I'm missing too but those are those are my favorite ones for sure cool um, what about Austin what if you could change something about Austin's comedy scene I don't know the just the I think people need to have probably a stronger work ethic here but mm-hmm. that might have been the past <laughs> yeah I think hey, newer, that might have just been me i feel it feels like people here are uh are hungrier now the newer comics are hungrier and yeah. less complacent yeah I would say. yeah i think and I they think, have to be because i mean a lot of it is there's just more yeah. you know and it is harder to rise to the top now than it was a few years ago yeah. and um you have to work harder to get seen you know it's, yeah. it's a bigger scene but i think that's really healthy for people to be working harder yeah so maybe not i don't know you know what if if people are putting austin um i just uh if they're if they're representing the scene well and and getting good and and running shows and i don't know i I like that austin's always going to be a comedy home and uh i would just like to see it um it's always going to be a kind of a a stepping stone in a sense mm-hmm. for, for comics and then they're going to move away from here and, and hopefully say nice things about Austin and then come back but you know hopefully some people also uh, stick around and, and hold it down and yeah. um, make it a desirable place for people to come I want everyone to say great things about Austin yeah and, uh, and the comics to be good to each other and, and be really cohesive yeah you know and not all um, it's a little cl- it's a little clickish it probably can be I never felt that when I was here but while you were was in the you got in was, was I in the, was I in the click yeah but also I mean I just think in 2011 like oh yeah there weren't as many people so now oh it was just, clicky then but it was like the old uh, the old yeah. people I was like well, you guys fucking hate me what's going on you yeah. know I was starting with yeah. the people that I'm great friends with now um, but yeah, that, I probably, that probably just continues to happen the old the old guards always fucking yeah know, there's always an old guard rude yeah which I mean there's there's a healthy element of that um healthy aspect to that i guess whatever i'm trying to say okay let's do endorsements cool so i don't know if you are prepared for this Mm -mm. okay well all you got to do is endorse a comedian that you like it can be famous they can be alive or dead they can be unfamous as long as there's something on the internet you know obviously like don't pick an open mic comic but yeah gotcha um i'll go first yeah you go some time um, I was a little bit underprepared because we did record an episode yesterday, but yeah. I saw Wendy Lieberman at oh, Moon, yeah? Moon Tower this year, and I really just liked her. I mean, I mean, it's just fun to see like a middle-aged woman come out on stage and just just hold her own with all of these. Some of them slightly younger, but yeah. like, all these dudes who were just so. I mean, you're talking like um, I don't know, like all all these famous people, whatever. And, I mean, and she's famous, but yeah. I, I guess, but. Um, it was just she was she had such a different energy than all these guys. I just mean these guys had like 
so much energy they came out swinging yeah and she came up and just the way that from the moment she got on stage and moved the mic stand it was just she just made the space her own and was so self-possessed and just was doing jokes the way she wanted to and it was it was so strong that's great and badass she and just I, totally controlled totally you know yeah. those people where they just reset yeah, you don't even yeah, know how yeah, they're doing it yeah. it's yeah, they just, just do. the yeah. way that they yeah. move yeah and it's like i'm clear that she's been doing comedy for a fucking long time and and oh uh, that's just, cool i wish i could wield that power yes. i'm gonna try that tonight one day <laughs> just <laughs> you uh, maybe have you just have to do it for 30 years i don't know what don't it know. is before we're cool <laughs> like that but. i've never seen i've never seen her do uh stand-up I just saw it this one I think I just saw the one the one set it at uh, yeah. and I started listening to um, her album just now to make sure but yeah she's got yeah. some good shit on Spotify so check Great. that out uh, I'm ready mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Dahl great friend of mine like Roald Dahl spelling D-O-L-L D-O-O like a doll yeah he uh, was a, a Denver comic I met him at the Big Sky Comedy Festival and uh, he lives in he lives in LA now. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, he's probably, he's one of my best friends out there and he's made LA uh, enjoyable. I think everything he does is uh, so incredibly funny. I think he's he's a little bit like uh, Mac in a way mm-hmm. um, where everything he says is just really fun and Mac and, Blake and for our non-Austin listeners. Mac Blake. And, uh, and uh, he's, uh, we did this, <laughs> we did, I didn't know how this was going to go, but we did the show, I did the show Arguments and Grievances in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles at Nerd Melt. And, um, it's a show where you're just you're debating mm. uh, and, and we had uh, hands versus feet and uh, i had to debate for four hands mm. over feet and so i wrote like five minutes of stand-up there's rounds in the first round i was like i'm just gonna talk about hands and talk shit about feet and it was a lot of fun and then for the second round i had this idea i was like i don't even know this is funny i was like i just want to introduce a guy that uh he has shoes on his hands and uh, he was born with feet for hands and like we just talk about him like he's some sort of medical oddity but he thinks he's doing fine in life mm-hmm. you know and I just had this idea for a sketch and I, and I told Jordan about it and he just ran with it so much and we did it and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done on stage and people uh, loved it it was so stupid he added all these little intricacies to the character like he tied a tie all crooked <laughs> and uh, it was one of the dumbest things I think we've written and, and I've written and we you know um well jordan and i wrote it together but like i don't really do sketches very often mm-hmm. and we committed to it fully and uh, you know memorized our lines and uh it was so fucking fun and jordan's a guy i, I love working with because uh his brain works in, in, in a way that's um yeah, it's just uh whimsy and goofy and i like being around people yeah, like that i do too yeah um is he have an album or is it just like should we just check out some youtube videos yeah check or? out check out some uh, youtube videos uh his instagram uh his instagram is really funny too oh yeah okay what's his instagram uh, i think it's razor lou at uh that's that's also his twitter account it would be yeah, razor and then lou as in like the name l-o-u l-o-u yeah i think, I think it's razor lou, um, razor lou. I'm gonna yeah check that out. he's a he's a real funny guy for hey sure. what's your instagram uh, everything's Palumbros. Palumbros. Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what's we- the other one? Website. Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat. Okay, fine. But uh, Palumbros.com. Palumbros.com. Let's uh, let's also do some plugs for shows. So cool. okay, I think this is going to come out on the twenty third of November, which is Thanksgiving. Oh great! So if anyone wants to hang out at uh, my friend Brooks' house, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas. Um, I may or may not actually do any comedy because Dallas is kind of like... Oh, it's bad? You know, there's sometimes... There's some things you can do, but it's... 
it's just you know it, it's it's a great place for a vacation from comedy. Dallas is oh from comedy yeah like That's if you just want to like hang out with your friends yeah and go out not at all go in, to Dallas in general yeah okay cool but on the 27th I'll be headlining a show at the Vortex um, that's a Monday night at probably 8 I shouldn't say probably I'm sure it's at 8 I'm sure it's at 8 Tuesday night I'll be at the Gatsby as per almost always uh, at, at 9.30 these are free shows guys hell yeah yeah, I don't like it when it's like two weeks out because sometimes I don't, you know, then I, now I don't, I, yeah. people, someone's going to book me next week and now I won't be able to say on my podcast. I'm sure this is my most important promotion, <laughs> but you know so what? So that's, this is coming out. Um, it's like any, yeah, the 23rd. Well, I guess this is, uh, okay. Well, I, again, I, it is Thanksgiving. I will so. do for December. I'm going to be at uh, Helium in uh, Buffalo, New York, December 21st through the 23rd Tight. I'll be opening up for uh, Ryan O'Flanagan oh yeah uh, he's very funny and then I'll be headlining Arcade Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh December 29th that's a Friday Tight. out of town stuff if there are any listeners there no that's great I love it because that gives yeah. me an excuse to post it in um, Buffalo and Pittsburgh oh hell yeah boom 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 uh, plus of course I can put it in Pittsburgh they love you there. I guess. I assume. I don't know. How many comics do you think there are in Pittsburgh? Louisa Turner. 50. Okay. 50. Cool. And we're talking about people that just kind of do mics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Um, All right. 50 new listeners for us. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks Thanks for them. Thanks for having me. Well, I was just saying thanks That's for fun. those 50 listeners. Oh, yeah. Also, also thanks of course. For, thanks for doing it. <laughs> um, cool. I'm happy. International.